Welcome to the Elevated Woman podcast. I'm Daniela Sani, your host, and I'm here to show you a way of living life from the inside out, to experience more freedom, meaning, and make a bigger impact in this world from your unique gifts and feminine wisdom. This is a place where heart-centered leaders share their beginnings on their journey, soulful conversations around mindset, spirituality, entrepreneurship, purpose, manifesting, and living from a new paradigm of leading with soul. My mission with this show is to inspire you to live your full expression of yourself and to show you that you can create anything you desire from a place of alignment and inspiration, no matter where you are right now. Welcome to your elevated life. Welcome to today's podcast, this new interview with Kisha Delva. Kisha is a licensed mental health therapist, podcaster and soul purpose coach. Kisha guides individuals to connect with their true purpose in life so that they can experience more abundance, intentionality and fulfillment. She uses a combination of spirituality, psychology, intuitive practices and subconscious reprogramming to help her clients decondition themselves from people-pleasing and fear in order to experience more growth and expansion in every area of their lives. Kisha believes that we all have the potential for greatness and our mission in life is to awaken to that truth. I've met Kisha from a coaching and mentoring program and we were business mastermind partners. She's such a vibrant woman and an amazing friend. Our talks are so inspiring every time we hang out together. So she has a wonderful energy. So I love to be sharing this interview with you all today. And I really hope you enjoy today's podcast. So let's dive in. Kisha, I'm so, so happy and honored to have you here on the podcast today. Um, it's so good to be talking to you and getting to know a little bit better. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You have no idea how excited I am to be a guest on your podcast. Ah, <laughs> Yeah, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so to start and before starting all the questions and everything I would like to know if you have like a soulful practice or a morning routine that gets you like in total alignment for your day you know what helps me to feel in total alignment at the start of my day is a couple of things I like to do I love to light incense They have these all natural incense that just really just create a nice aroma in the home. And that's really important for me to start the day off in a really calm manner. And I love to journal just as the incense is burning. And when I journal, I just kind of just spill what's on my heart and soul. Like I don't judge myself. I don't make myself right or wrong for what I'm talking about, but I just let it all out. And that is so therapeutic for me. 
So I love to do that. And then I love to go to the gym and get a good workout in while I'm listening to something really motivational, like an audio book or a podcast. I actually don't listen to music at the gym. <laughs> it's, all, it's only audio books and podcasts. <laughs> Wow. Well, you are my kind of girl. <laughs> well, sometimes I love listening to, to music, but podcast. Oh yes, I love it. I devour them. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. It just gets me in such a like my mindset, my mindset to prepare my mindset for the day. So yeah, that that's how I start my day. Oh, and of course, I like to meditate after the gym. So like all of those things combined, that's my morning routine. Oh wow. Pretty cool. Uh, do you have a, an unusual time for waking up? You know, I used to. I used to be part of the 5 a.m. club. <laughs> because, you know, that's just what entrepreneurs are supposed to do. You wake up at 5 a.m. and you, you go to the gym. But then I realized that doesn't necessarily work for me all the time. I have seasons where I love to get up early. And then I have some seasons where I like to just wake up naturally. So I kind of just listen to my body and what feels right and then act accordingly. Absolutely. Yeah. Be your individuality, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What works best for you? And this is this goes very related with my next question. Uh, if you can tell us your sun sign and your human design. Yes. So I am a Libra and human design. I am a generator with sacral authority. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> That's really good. And what's your profile? I'm a 1-3 profile, which it's so funny you ask because I never really studied much into astrology and human design is pretty recent to me. But of course, like the more you study these things, the more you realize like everything about human design and being a generator is so me. And um I'm pretty Libra too, in the sense that I care about justice, I care about fairness, I care about communication and relationships and all of these things. So it's really cool to see yourself reflected in different things and it just makes everything make so much sense. Absolutely, absolutely. And how do you use like your human design, for example, for doing the way that you do your business? Yeah, so human design has been great for me because... I think for a lot of people, it just really gave me permission to do what I already felt was right for me to do instinctively. And I'm very much um, a gut instinct kind of person, which makes sense for my sacral authority. So I know right away if something's right for me or not, if it lights me up or if it doesn't, if I actually want to do it or if I don't, I can decide that in the moment. And so human design has given me permission to make what can seem like really quick and impulsive decisions to other people, but I know they're right for me. And so I can make the right decisions for myself very quickly, unapologetically, and without pressuring myself to do something that doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel aligned, and that I don't really have the energy for. That would really end up draining me. So that's been really refreshing, and that's been really helpful in my business to know when to say yes and know when to say no. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so tell us a bit about like to start and to get to know you a little better about your story and how you went from being a mental health 
therapist, like working at a nine-to-five job and all that, to what you're doing today? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's also really relevant to my human design. So I wish I had known about human design back then. But us generators, because we naturally have a lot of energy, that also means that we can stay committed to things that are wrong for us and end up pouring all of our energy into things and burning out. And so that happened with me as a mental health therapist, where I just felt like I had made this commitment and I had invested so much time and energy and money into being a therapist. And I forced myself to keep doing it, even though I knew just on a soul level, it wasn't right for me anymore, that I had evolved beyond that. Um, But I kept pushing and I kept forcing myself to do it. And it eventually led me to burn out. And so it was going through that process of burning out, which was really a dark night of the soul for me, because I felt very lost during that period of my life. I, I developed anxiety and panic attacks and depression and just, you know, really feeling confused as to what I was supposed to do with my life next, because I had I had had this whole dream about being a therapist for the rest of my life, as I think a lot of people do when we go into a certain career. So I remember just feeling like a failure and like I was giving up and nothing made sense. But I eventually hit a point where I, I literally could not make myself do it anymore. So I hit a wall and I was just so sick emotionally, physically, spiritually. And I remember this is why I'm a girl after your own heart, but I remember taking a trip. I went to Guatemala. So I um, traveled to Guatemala for a week because I just needed to clear my head and escape. And just being there, it just made everything so crystal clear to me because I felt alive again. And I realized that it wasn't that anything was wrong with me in terms of not wanting to be a therapist anymore. It's just that there were other things, other opportunities that were really meant for me to explore. And so I'm so thankful to that trip and the country of Guatemala for bringing me back to life and you know, really giving me permission to free myself from a career that I didn't want anymore and to allow myself to evolve. So I came back from that trip feeling like myself for the first time in I don't even know, maybe over a year. (laughs) And the day that I got back to work from that trip, I put in my two weeks notice and I quit my job. Wow. (laughs) And what happened next? You know, it's funny. I was so, I felt so guilty about quitting because, and I think I, I, I do this a lot in my work as well as a coach, but I think for a lot of women, we can carry feelings of guilt whenever we know it's time for us to move on. And so if we're not careful, these feelings of guilt can cause us to remain in situations that are really not healthy for us anymore, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job. And so I kind of went back and forth with myself a little bit, like, should I really quit? Oh my gosh, I can't quit the day I come back from vacation. That's so terrible. Like they need the help. What am I doing? So I battled with myself mentally a little bit about that. And then I realized like at the end of the day, if I'm not healthy and I'm not happy, I can't show up as my best self as a therapist anyway. And it's just, it wasn't worth it to me. So I remember being so terrified to tell my manager that I was quitting. And you know what? She actually was so happy for me. 
Like I explained to her why I was quitting and what I wanted to do with my life. And I just wanted more freedom and I wanted the ability to travel whenever I wanted. And she said, I completely understand how you feel. I'm the same way. And she was just so happy for me. And it just, that was one of those moments where I realized we make up so many stories in our head about what we think is going to happen and what someone else is going to think about our decisions when a lot of the time it's just our fear talking. And that's not the reality of what's going to happen in that situation. So it was just such a a huge moment for me for things to happen in the way that they did and just a huge synchronicity to let me know like, oh, yeah, the universe has my back on this and I am making the right decision. Yeah, beautiful. What was like, did you had a plan or something, an idea of what you wanted to do when you quit your job or anything like? <laughs> uh, that's a no. I had no plan. Um, and again, I think that that's kind of my personality of I'm very much a leap and the net will appear kind of person. So I didn't have a plan. I just knew that where I was wasn't right for me. And I trusted that something else would be revealed along the way. Um, yeah, so I had no plan. I had nothing, no savings to fall back on, no emergency, anything that I could rely on. Um, I just decided to leave. And I just decided to have faith that it would some way, somehow all work out. Yeah. When did coaching appear into so, your life? Yeah. So funny thing about coaching, coaching didn't come to my mind as like an idea or anything until almost, almost a year after that, almost a year after I quit that job. And that kind of just goes to show how unaware of the coaching industry many people still are because I was a mental health therapist and it didn't even occur to me to become a coach. Like that's not even something I thought about. I didn't know any coaches back then. In my mind, I was like, well, I'm a therapist and I don't know what the heck else I can do with these skills. And like, I was just so lost. And so the coach, the idea to become a coach popped into my mind one day, quite randomly, almost a year later, where I was like, oh, I wonder if I could be a coach instead of a therapist. And then that way I can kind of sort of still use a lot of the skills I've gained, but then it's not the same. And and then boom, the idea to become a coach just like, it's like a light bulb moment. And what happened next? And then after that, I moved pretty quickly because um, that's how I do. Like usually I'll get an idea and then I just take action. <laughs> like I don't like to wait and sit on it. I like to, if the inspiration comes, I just go with it. So from the time I thought to become a coach, I like within a few, maybe like two weeks, I had my website up. Um, I had like a little bio up on my website. I had my initial coaching packages up. Mind you, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I didn't consult with anybody at that time about how to start a coaching business. I was just like, well, I guess I'll just give this a try. And at the time I was working at a restaurant part-time just to kind of like pay the bills. And um Working at the restaurant actually inspired me to start my own business because I realized the manager who I was working for at the time was not a great person to work 
for or with. He was very, um, very kind of aggressive person. And I just didn't like the way that he approached his work or the way that he treated his employees. And it occurred to me like, well, this person who's not the best person took the initiative to create something for himself. And now he has a business and he is employing other people and he is making income on his own terms. And I was like, well, why can't I do that for myself, right? So I had that thought maybe three or four months before the idea to become a coach popped into my head. So I was already kind of working towards creating something for myself. I just didn't know what it was. And then the idea to become a coach popped into my mind a couple months later. I threw up a website within two weeks. And then I found my my first coach, my only coach, actually, um, through a book that I read. <laughs> and it's just like, it's, it's honestly like the universe just aligned so perfectly and everything that I needed popped up when I needed it. So I read a book. Um, you are a badass at making money, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, or um, at least read one of the books in the series. But then I found my coach through that book because my coach was a coach of the author at one point. And after reading that book, it really transformed my life. It changed the way that I thought about money. And I was like, I don't know who this woman is, but I need to know who this coach is that radically changed Jen Chinchero's life in this way. And then I found my coach and then I made the decision to work with her two days after I found her. So like, again, very much like I get a gut instinct about something and then I go with it. And I think because I trust my gut, everything usually works out for me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad you did because it was through that coaching program that we met each other. Yeah. <laughs> and became mastermind partners and all that. So it was... It was really nice, actually. It was, I mean, when I really think about how things come together and the way that they do, I'm always just amazed because we can get so caught up in our fear and our doubt. But when we just trust, when we trust ourselves and when we trust the universe, things just have a way of working out so much better than we could have tried to make it work out from our, you know, limited human understanding. So, yeah, it's so cool. And I'm so glad that I know you and like, We've become yes. such good friends and it's just incredible. Yes. And being able to travel together and all that, it was really nice. Yeah. Yes. What was it for you to have that experience, to work with a coach, with someone that was more ahead of you and uh, more experienced and to have that level of support for you to build your business and to start from scratch actually yeah a coach was everything I didn't know that I needed right and I say that because we we really don't know what we don't know and so it's not until you have somebody who's already done what you're trying to accomplish for yourself so they know you know what mistakes to avoid they know what pitfalls that you could possibly fall into they can see your blind spots because they can look at a, you and a situation objectively. And so having a coach and just having somebody to be such an expander for me to show me not only what's possible for myself, you know, because she's already accomplished so much for herself. So if she can do it, I can do it. But then also just having that support is, it's invaluable, 
it's invaluable because starting a business and entrepreneurship in and of itself, it is the, it's a beautiful thing. It's also one of the hardest things I've ever done. Just in terms, <laughs> just in terms of, just in terms of the amount of personal development, the amount of spiritual growth, the amount of inner work that is required to develop the the mindset and energy of success. I I don't know that I could have done that on my own. There's no way. Like without a coach and without you as my mastermind and like without like a, a positive community of other women entrepreneurs all going through the same thing, there's no way. I, there's no way I'd still be here today. What would you say was your main struggle at the beginning of building your business? I think there's, it's kind of twofold. There's one part where you just don't really know how to build a business because the average person is conditioned to think like an employee, right? So you're used to thinking a certain way. You're used to having other people tell you what to do and how to do it and create the policies and all of these things. Whereas when you become the entrepreneur, you're now responsible for every single decision that gets made in your business. You're also responsible for generating every single dollar that comes into your business. You're also responsible for spending every dollar that comes into your business. So I think making that transition from employee to entrepreneur is huge and having somebody to guide you along that process because most people again have no idea what entrepreneurship entails and what building a business even looks like there's that and i think the the mindset component of it as well is you know entrepreneurship will cause you to face certain aspects of yourself and meet yourself in different and new ways that you haven't taken a look at yourself before. So like all of your self-sabotaging habits, all of your sub negative subconscious and limiting beliefs that are going to come up and stop you in your tracks, having the support along the way is so crucial to that. And now that you've been a little bit more ahead on your journey and already started your business and uh, having had coaching clients and doing so well for yourself. So what it, it is that you would wish you knew when you first started? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, wow. That's such a good question. I think what I wish I had known when I first started was that my successes and my failures don't mean anything about me. I think when I first started, I was so attached to a particular outcome and what my idea of what success meant. And I was very rigid about it happening a certain way and happening at a certain time. And I think when you're so attached to the outcome and you're so rigid about how everything has to look, you really close yourself off to the beauty of the process itself, the beauty of your own development, your own growth, all the experiences that you have, all the people that you meet. And then you also close yourself off to like all the magic and miracles that can unfold in your business because you're so busy thinking that everything has to look a certain way that you're missing it. So I would tell myself to slow down, enjoy the ride, expect magic and miracles, and also to be really fucking proud of myself 
along the way instead of always trying to meet the next goal and hit the next objective because it, it goes by so fast like especially the first year it goes by so fast I sound like a like a it's like a baby growing up but it's true like you're the first year of your business it, it goes by so fast so I would just say savor the moments even the moments that are really fucking hard stressful having you wanting to quit and like cry and pull your hair out like recognize that that's all part of the process all part of your personal development and there's so much beauty in that in the in the breaking down of who you are and the growth of who you're becoming so yes. that's what I would tell myself <laughs> interesting yes <laughs> what do you think kept you going community community other like-minded women on the same journey as me who I knew understood what I was going through because they were going through it too. And when you have like-minded community, again, they, they get it. Whereas other people, you know, they might mean well, but they have no idea what it's like because they're not in it. And so just to have that, you know, the feedback from other people that, that get it, um, that support you, that believe in you, is huge because again, other people in your everyday world, they may not always support you. They may not always believe in you. They may not understand what you're trying to do. So it's super important to be surrounded by people who do, who see you for you and who can really encourage you and keep you going, especially on the days that are hard. Mm. Yes. So Let's talk a bit about what you do, the magic that you do and the way that you support your clients with because you touch on a topic that is very powerful, which is living a soul purpose, right? Yeah. So tell us a bit about what does it mean to live a soul purpose? Yeah, I love that question. So for me, living a soul purpose life is trusting yourself to be guided by your soul and your intuition in terms of why am I here on this earth? What am I called to do with my life? What kind of an impact do I want to make? And allowing your soul to answer those questions for you as opposed to what society tells you you should be doing or what your ego tells you you should be doing or what other people's opinions might tell you you should be doing. And I think it takes a lot of courage to live a life by soul because that means you are living in your truth and you are showing up as your fullest self, which, you know, we're not taught to do that. We're not taught that it's okay to do that. We're not taught that it's safe to do that. But I think when we are willing to develop the courage to do that, to live our truth, to live a soul purpose life, we really tap into the uniqueness of ourselves. We tap into who we are as leaders. We tap into the unique medicine and magic that we're meant to share with other people in the world. And I think that that just creates so much beauty, so much opportunity, so many amazing things. And I think people really get to discover who they really are Because sometimes we think we know who we are and then we have to dig a little bit deeper and realize, oh, wow, there's so much more to me than I realized. There's so much more that I want out of life that I, maybe I didn't necessarily know that. Or maybe I did know that and I didn't think I was capable of achieving it. But now I'm realizing that I can and that I really can create a life and a career that suits me. So 
I'm really, really passionate about helping women discover what their soul purpose is. Cause I think when you step into that, you really step into your highest self in human form anyway. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> the world needs that. <laughs> and what do you think stops women from living their soul purpose? Yeah, so a big part of my focus too is understanding how we are conditioned by our society as women. And it starts from the time we're born. We are we have all of these expectations that we're supposed to meet. Be nice, be polite, dress like this, sit like this. You can't be too smart, you can't be too honest, you can't be too, you know, intimidating to men or other people. So we really get confined into these boxes and we have to play by all these rules that we didn't create. Other people imposed them upon us. And so part of stepping into your sole purpose is going through this deconditioning process where you're having to release all of these thoughts and habits that were never yours to begin with and finding out, okay, well, what feels good to me? What feels true to me? And that's another thing that I've been loving about human design because they talk a lot about deconditioning in human design too, which is like understanding, well, how am I really meant to you know, function in the world, you know, like, how can I make the way that I move in the world and the way that I show up as full of ease and flow as I can, what feels natural to me, what I'm actually designed to be doing, as opposed to what I just think I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of deconditioning work. And I think a lot of embodiment in terms of like, getting out of the mind and connecting back with the body and the intuition, which so many women have lost touch with. Yes. Um, to give to give the audience a little bit of like some practical tools to to start living their sole purpose life. Uh, what is one step that they can take, like the first step that they can take towards living uh, their purpose and gaining clarity on that? Yeah, that's a good question. It sounds really simple. But I think self-forgiveness is a huge one. Self-forgiveness. And I'll get into like what that looks like on a practical level. But I say self-forgiveness because we tend to take on a lot of blame and shame and guilt as women, right? Because we have all of these expectations that we're supposed to live up to. And so even when we're just setting our own boundaries for what we feel is right for us, we can still have all of these emotions come up that make us feel ashamed of the choices that we're making and the way that we want to live our lives. So practicing forgiveness for those feelings when they come up, acknowledging that just because we're feeling them doesn't mean that we own them, right? And I have an affirmation that I like to say as well is where you acknowledge what you're feeling in the moment. Like, let's say you set a boundary and then you feel guilty, or let's say you do something to express yourself. And then maybe there's some shame that comes up of like, oh, that's inappropriate. I shouldn't be doing that. Right. So when the emotion comes up, name the emotion, acknowledge that you feel it. I feel guilty for whatever that is. I feel guilty because I said no to this person. I feel guilty for quitting this job that doesn't align with my soul. I feel ashamed because I wore a short skirt today because I felt like it and I was always raised not to dress that way. So own what you are feeling, why you're feeling it, and 
say that it doesn't belong to me. So I feel ashamed because I wore a short skirt today and I was raised not to feel that way. And this feeling doesn't belong to me. So I choose to release it now. So that's a, a really powerful affirmation. Looking at yourself in the mirror as you're saying it is super powerful too, because we as women, it's really important for us to learn what emotions don't belong to us, what emotions were programmed into us as a means of trying to control and oppress us and acknowledging that we have the ability to release it. It's not something that we have to keep carrying and just verbalizing it is, is a really powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Giving ourselves permission to be ourselves. Yeah. To feel what we are feeling, right? Permission is huge. And sometimes writing your own permission slips out on paper. Mm. Okay. Helpful. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I have two things that I like to do with clients. One is writing a physical permission slip, kind of like a hall pass that you got when you were in school, where you write your name okay. out. I, so-and-so, my name, give myself permission to do X, Y, Z. And the permission slips can be used just on a day-to-day basis. Like I give myself permission to eat pizza today without self-judgment or criticism. I give myself permission to sleep in today as opposed to like beating myself up and shaming myself and, and feeling like I'm lazy or unproductive. So permission slips can be anything from like what you're eating to whether or not you're sleeping in to I give myself permission to go out today and wear what I want, whatever makes me feel sexy, regardless of what anybody else has to think about it or say about it. So permission slips can look like that. They can also be like longer term, like I now give myself permission to express my opinion unapologetically, right? So it doesn't have to be for a set day or time. And then I also have my clients write out a declaration of independence, kind of like a country does when it's like emancipating itself from another another <laughs> entity. And you just write out your declaration of independence. And I, I love this because you get to point out all of the things that you love and appreciate about yourself that contribute to your freedom as a woman, right? And as part of my declaration of independence, I give myself permission to speak my mind. I will do this. I will live here. I will communicate my feelings openly and all of these things. And it's great to have something written down like that, that you can refer back to. And acknowledge that as you're going through the deconditioning process, you're going to have times where you kind of slip up and maybe you like go back to old ways of being and that's natural. But once you've made that declaration, it's out there. Like it's already like out into the universe energetically that you have said, I am, I am taking on a new way of being now. I am a free and liberated woman and this is the way that I choose to live my life. So I think that that can be very powerful, speaking it out as well as writing it down and having something to refer back to. That's beautiful. And how, how do you think that they can manage doing this, giving themselves the permission when they are around people that don't support that or they won't take it as well as they would think? I don't know. What what do you think? What, What do you think about that? I think that that's, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. And there are 
two really important components, I think, having support along the way. And this is why I like working with a coach is so instrumental because a coach can help you fill your toolbox up with things that you can use when you're in the moment and something weird is happening with another person and you don't know how to handle it. These are like things that you can practice with the coach doing like role plays and like, oh, let's say you were in this situation and this person says this, how would you respond? And having those ongoing sessions and having those that ongoing support is really helpful because it is a transition. It's not something that's just going to happen overnight because you make the decision to do that, right? We still have to go out into the world and interact with other people who may not always be accepting of the fact that we're making this change, that we're stepping more into who we are. So I would highly recommend working with a coach who can not only help you um, start to have new habits, but teach you how to integrate those new habits into day-to-day life in a practical way. I think the second part of it is just accepting that it's going to be uncomfortable. So, you know, as humans, we love our comfort. So we don't like to do things that feel physically uncomfortable, emotionally uncomfortable. And this is where a lot of women will give in and go back to old behaviors simply because when these uncomfortable emotions come up, like you just want to stop it as soon as possible. So you'll say yes to something you don't really want to do. You'll agree to something that you don't really want to do. So pausing, pausing in the moment, giving yourself, even if it's just a couple of seconds before you respond to somebody is huge because without the pause, the automatic response kicks in. And that's what we're used to saying. That's what we're used to thinking. That's what we're used to doing. So if you take even just one second to breathe, you can kind of stop that automatic response. And that's huge. And you practice that again, all all the time. You practice that through your breath work. You practice that in your meditation. You practice that with your coach during sessions. You practice that with your supportive friends who get it. So surrounding yourself with support and then just kind of like accepting and embracing that the journey is going to be uncomfortable, but that's, that's part of it. And that's okay that it's uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. So you said that you've been on your business for a year now. Yeah. It'll be a year in April. Oh, wow. Celebration time. That's exciting. So exciting. Yes. And like so far, looking back on this whole year and everything, what do you think you attribute your success to? Hmm. Well, aside from a coach and amazing community of women like you, I would also say I've always had a hunger for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm hungry for it. And I think it's kind of like where your why comes into play. You know, everyone talks about, you know, what is your why? You have to have your why for why you're doing this. And for me, I'm hungry for my freedom. Like freedom is my number one core value. And so I always have it in my mind, in my spirit that I'm doing this for a particular reason. Yes, I want to serve others. Yes, I want to help people. But for me, having a business where I get to create something of my own, where I get to make my own hours, where I get to set my own rates, where I get to generate my own income, and there is no ceiling to my income, that to me spells freedom. And so that's 
there's always that motivation that keeps me going, knowing that I'm doing this for my freedom. And in my freedom, I will be able to show up in the world in such a powerful way and contribute so much more because of that. And for me, that that lights me up. Like, that's so exciting. That's so exciting to me. And so like, no matter like how hard of a day I might have, no matter if I launch something and it flops, no matter how many times I get rejected, you know, not that it's all bad in entrepreneurship, by the way, I don't want to paint this like dreary picture of it's so hard because I have so many amazing clients and amazing days and amazing experiences because of entrepreneurship. I would say more good than bad, but my freedom, like I think that that has been the thing that has my motivation to be free has contributed to my success because it that's it drives me and I'm so like unapologetic about that and I will yes. not settle I will not settle for anything less than freedom yes and you show it very well on your message and the way that you express yourself through social media and all and everything I'll link all your links, your social profiles and everything on the show notes so people can follow you because you have a very powerful message. Uh, you are unapologetically <laughs> to share it. <laughs> and sometimes it polarizes some people. But I love that. Um, yeah. You have something that you stand for. So I would love to, love to hear what you truly stand for. Whoa, such a good question. I think above all what I stand for, I stand for authentic self-expression in whatever way, shape or form that shows up. And I'm so, I'm so passionate about it, not just my own, but I'm also passionate about other people's right to authentically express themselves. Right. And I think that kind of like spills into my passion for all kinds of things like humanitarianism and social justice and all of these things, because at the end of the day, we do all have a right to express ourselves and we do all have a right to live our lives as we want to. Um, you know, as long as we're not hurting anyone, as long as we're just, you know, and anytime that that gets silenced or anytime someone has to dim their light because of how someone else feels about it and what someone else thinks about it, I have a problem with that. So I think my message is really all about being a champion, particularly for women, to speak their truth, to shine their light, to show up in the world in a way that feels good to them. And I think that the world is in desperate need of women who are shining bright and who are being a light and who are willing to speak their truth and say the tough things and, and also say things in love and, you know, just be themselves. I think the world is in desperate need of people who are willing to be themselves. And yeah, that to me, above everything that I say and do and like how I show up, I think if, if I want someone to take one thing away from who I am, it's that I will always be a champion for someone being who they are, even if I don't agree with them. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And that's very important to know as well, that to, to let people be who they are. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with them, that's yeah, powerful. Because, yeah, in this area, I think that many people try to 
to impose their ideas, but not accepting other people's ideas or views of life and and everything. Yeah, I think it, it can definitely get a little complicated and messy, right? Because, you know, we're all very passionate about our particular viewpoint and we have the viewpoint that we have because of the experiences that we've had, right? Um, so I think everyone has a right to their experience because I can't tell you you're wrong for your experience when I've never lived it and I have no idea what what it means to you but I do think regardless of that I think regardless of one's perspective we can always approach something from a place of love you know love and kindness I think rules everything and kindness doesn't mean I have to be so polite and like tiptoe around your feelings and be a people pleaser. That's not what kindness is. Kindness means that I can talk to you from a place of truth and love, right? And I think if we can just remember that, that we can be honest, but still be coming from a place of love, I think that we'll, we'll be fine. I think that that's the main thing that we all need to kind of keep in mind a little more. Yes, absolutely. Beautifully said. I would love to know what's one, one, like the main mindset shift that helped you the most through the years. Mindset shift that's helped me the most. Woo! I feel like I have had <laughs> one for different, <laughs> different eras of my life, you know, like teenage Keisha, 20-year-old Keisha. One. If I had to say one major one, ooh, yes, I got it. That my life is my own and I'm not responsible for anyone else's happiness or anyone else's feelings. And so what I mean by that is I used to think that I could make someone happy. I also used to think that I could make somebody unhappy based on what I did or how I lived my life. And so I would try to accommodate other people in that way. And I have learned throughout the years and throughout experience that the way that other people choose to feel is that it's, it's their choice. And I have no control over that. I have no control over how another person thinks or how another person feels. And so really my responsibility is to make myself happy, live a, a healthy life, an authentic life. Of course, like I said previously, doing my best to show love and kindness towards other people but at the end of the day I can only control myself and I think anytime we try to control other people or try to manipulate how other people think and feel we're really setting ourselves up for a lot of failure and disappointment so my if I had to sum that all up is just me focusing on myself trying to be the best person that I can be trying to live a life that makes me happy is the best thing that I could ever do for anyone else on planet earth. So that is the way that I live my life. And that's the biggest mindset shift that I think has helped me to build my confidence and also just my sense of like self-worth and satisfaction in life overall. Yeah, beautiful. There's at the moment, there's something new that you are learning at the moment that makes you really excited about. Oh my goodness. Yes. So <laughs> yes, I have been like diving into the rabbit hole of like spirituality lately. <laughs> Love it. Every, yes. <laughs> everything I am like, in, I'm like 
I'm like becoming so woo woo and I'm so proud. Like I love it. Anything, spirit guides, angel numbers, tarot cards, like anything related to spirituality in any way, shape or form. I'm all about it because for a long time, I was just so closed off to that. You know, just growing up in like traditional religion and there wasn't a lot of room for like different ways of thinking or different ways of connecting with the spirit world or anything like that. And so the more I've been learning about all this stuff, the more it resonates with me so strongly. And I just feel so connected to everything. Like a more, I feel more connected to people. I feel more connected to like my spiritual self. I feel more connected to the universe and like God. And so like, yeah, I... I'm, and it's like that one in my human design profile too. Like once I dive into something, I have to like learn everything about it. So like, yeah, I would say like spirituality as a whole. And if there's anything in particular about spirituality, well, one, there's there's been human design, which isn't spirituality, but it is something I've been like obsessed with lately. And as far as spirituality, um, hmm. Yeah, I've been really into like energy getting energy reading, any energy healing, anything about that. And another thing I'm super obsessed with, all things related to like feminine energy, um, anything like more like feminine energy, like feminine rituals, anything like that. I'm obsessed. Okay. With what are your favorites? Oh my gosh. So I think what, what has been connecting me or like really pulling my interest lately in terms of like feminine rituals and things like that just learning more about the connection to nature and seasons and like lunar cycles and moon phases and all of these things there's just so much power in understanding how our moods can be connected to the seasons and the phases of the moon and like you know all these things are just starting to make so much more sense to me now and I feel so connected to everything and I just love being connected to like my feminine essence and how powerful that is so yeah it's been really exciting it's so much fun and there's so much to dive in right yes oh and we actually because we've talked about going to like some retreats and things like that I would love to go to like a retreat that's just all about feminine energy and embodiment and like all of these things like I think I'm like really calling that into my life now because I'm just like all about I want to just be circled up with other women and sisterhood and like out in nature and like all of these things so Oh my gosh, let's create one. Yes. <laughs> Whoever who loves to be in this kind of energy and dive in all things femininity, entrepreneurship, and like the feminine way of doing things yes. in life, like please write to us and we'll prepare something. We will host a retreat. So good. Yes, yes, it's beautiful. What about the energy? energy healing on those modalities what what have you tried so i i've had some distance energy healing done and you know it's so amazing i had one recently actually just a couple days ago and i was shocked i don't mean i don't know if i should have been shocked but i was shocked at how different i felt by the end of the session i felt lighter like I felt like energy literally like had been shifted or like moved out of my body and um it was amazing to me that you know people 
Well, one, it's amazing to me that someone has the ability to touch someone and have that profound of an impact on someone without even being in the same room as them. I think that that's so powerful that people are gifted in that way. And it just, it just, there's so much to be explored and so much that can be done through this work, especially for people who've had a history of maybe like trying lots of other things and nothing else has worked to help them heal certain things. And just like knowing that there's a whole other world out there in terms of like energy work and energy healing, I think it's opening doors for people that previously they weren't able to move past a certain point in their healing and in their work. So for me, that's just really exciting that that's available to people now and it's becoming um, more uh, mainstream, if you will. And I'm, I'm excited to, like, that's all I want to do now. I just want to, like, have, like, so many energy healers working on me and doing all of these things because I just feel, I felt so amazing after that session. And I was like, that was just one session. I can only imagine, like, going to do this on a regular basis and things like that. So I'm excited yes. to continue that work. It's super exciting. It's so good that it's mainstream now, as you said, because before I remember many, many years ago mm-hmm. when like my mom started all this kind of stuff of energy, Reiki and yeah. like the Hoponopono and yeah. uh, all those things. And I followed her all the time and I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this as well. And I, I actually, I did a Reiki two levels of Reiki to wow. like a practitioner and all that. Yeah. And, and at that time it wasn't so mainstream. It was kind of like only reserved for the spiritual world, which yeah. was very close group and all that. And now I see it much more in different areas. Totally. of our lives like especially in business and i think it's so important because there our business is just a mere reflection of who we are who we are being constantly on our own identity and that is the inner work and it's so important to do it because the external results are just the extension of our internal world So working with energy and all these modalities, it's super powerful. And now it's very important because now we know that it actually works and it's more backed with science uh, when before it wasn't. It was just woo-woo, right? Yeah, it was just woo-woo, which I mean, it's so funny to me that like, and I love that now we're learning more about like how it actually is science. Like we're as we're learning more about like quantum physics and things like that, it's really exciting because people who were previously very closed off to it because, you know, it's quote unquote woo woo are saying like, oh, wait, this is actual. There's like scientific evidence backing this up. So now I, it's it's funny to see people having their beliefs challenged and starting to open their minds up to different different techniques and different things that they were previously very closed off to. But even then, like, I just think that some things can't, can't necessarily be explained. And you know what, if it works, and it makes somebody feel better, like, who needs a explanation for it? Like, who cares? Like, all I care about is that it, like, it's helping people. That's, that's what matters to me. Exactly. And that's why there's so many different modalities and ways yeah. of practicing and uh, doing energy and all that, because 
for some people, it might work one thing, and for the, the rest, it will work some something different. And I love it. It's like yeah. this pool of options to choose from. I'm like, yeah. which one I like the most? Oh, okay, this <laughs> I'm going to choose this one. <laughs> I've tried, like, I think I've tried everything. Oh, man. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> That is so cool. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about you, too. It's like you're so knowledgeable about so many different areas and like spiritual spirituality as well. I've learned a lot from you. So it's been really cool, like exploring more about the spiritual world and just seeing how how much it helps people and how much it it opens our own level of awareness, which is really important. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to go to so many retreats and do so much energy work and like all of the like mysticism and just like so cool to me. Yes, it's so much fun. And the community that it's behind all that, it's beautiful. It's just magical. It is magical. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Um, Well, going back to this thing about business, what would you say to a woman who is starting or wants to start living their purpose and start their own business? Yeah. I would say, you know, we focus so much on what we could possibly lose, right? That's all the fear talking, like, well, what if this goes wrong? And what if I fail? And what if, what if I lose money and all of these things? And I think when we focus so much on what could go wrong, all we're doing is just really closing ourselves off to all the things that can go right. And as someone who has gone through that process of like all the scary stuff and all the risk, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Not only just because of like the success that you can experience, but because of who you become in the process. Every time you face a fear and you you become that much stronger, that much wiser. You learn that much more about yourself. You learn that much more about the world and how it works. And it's just like, you just become a force, you know? And I think everybody owes it to themselves to meet that that version of themselves because that version of us is always inside. But if we're not willing to tap into it, we never get to experience it. And that's just a tragedy, I think, because man, to see somebody like step into their power like that it's an incredible thing. So I would say, go for it. Own it. Own it. Embrace the fact that it's going to be a fucking roller coaster because, hey, that's why we're here. Like, we're here to experience, like, the full spectrum of life, not to live in some safe, protected bubble where everything goes our way all the time. That's really boring, and that's not the point of what life is. The point of life is is to come to a certain level of awakening and awareness and remember who you are and how powerful you are. And so I think like just going for your dreams, that's just one of the best ways to do that. And there's just so much like reward in that, so much excitement and fun and growth. And it's just like, it's epic. It's epic. It's the best way Favorite. I can describe it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An epic life. An epic life. Fav- yes. Favorite quote? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that's hard okay Um, I put you in trouble you got me there that's tough wow well you can say favorite quote for today I mean like there's so many (laughs) so many okay let me think about that Ooh. okay fear focuses on what you stand to lose 
spirit focuses on what you stand to gain. Beautiful. From who's that? I actually don't know. I actually heard it a couple of days ago and I thought it was so profound, but it's like, yeah, like you, you can tell if you're leading from a place of fear, if you're leading from spirit based on what you're focusing on, if it's all fear or if it's all like, what if, what could go wrong? What am I going to lose? It's fear. It's not truth, you know? So. Beautiful. Where can people find you? Oh man, I'm all over the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm everywhere. I'm a little bit of everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast. I have a Facebook group, a Facebook business page. I mean, on my website, there are just endless ways to interact with me if you would like to do so online. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can you tell us your your social media handles? Yes. So And your website. And I'll link it on the show notes as well. Ooh, but Of course. On Instagram, I'm at Keisha Delva Creative. Same thing on YouTube, Keisha Delva Creative. Um, my podcast is called The Soul Purpose Podcast. And my Facebook business page is also Keisha Delva Creative. So basically, if you look for Keisha Delva Creative, you're going to find me somewhere other than um, The Soul Purpose Podcast. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Go and check it out because... This woman has a strong message to share. And, it, and the way that she shares it, it's beautiful. And yes, and with a lot of cursing and <laughs> all of that. And I love it. <laughs> so, so much cursing. That's true. It's uh, very uncensored. <laughs> that, that, it, that it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so great to have you here on the show. I don't know if we have like... I think we have so much more to talk about, but I think that will be for so many more episodes to yeah, come. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Like I've, I've enjoyed being with you. I love your energy and just the way that you hold space for people. I really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. And I really appreciate you and your energy and how magnetic you are. So this was really powerful and there were a lot of little nuggets and wisdom in here and things about you that i didn't know so wow that was very interesting yeah (laughs) so thank you very much for coming to the show i'll link everything on the show notes and yes i hope to have you again here on my podcast That would be my pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. I hope you liked today's episode. And if you are enjoying the show, I'll be super grateful if you head to iTunes and leave a star or review. It means a lot to me so I can keep creating more value in here and reach more women. Thanks for being here and I see you on the next episode.